We're the Pragmatic Doulas. This is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other interesting things. Birth may be a goddess, but she doesn't want to be worshipped. She wants to be respected. She doesn't want incense. She wants common sense. Morning. Hello. Oh, oh look. Better. Even I showed up louder. Yeah. yeah. Look at that That's shit. That's good. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How are you? I'm good. We're back together. We all three all of us. All three of us. Gosh. Look at that. You were, were you? gone. And yes. then last week, I ran in to throw, di- throw diapers at you, throw donuts <laughs> at you. And then left. And then ran away. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we were all back together. So now we have a full complement of pragmatic doulas sitting have, at the table. We have a button undone. Down here? Yeah. No, it's bugging me. Oh. <laughs> yes. Sorry. I, I get it. It would have bugged me too if I knew, so I'm going unbu- to button that one up. Thank you. And unbutton this one. I don't want you to feel, I don't want you to go out and go, why didn't anybody tell, tell me, me that my button was no. undone? I hear ya. It's fine. It's fine. So, um, yesterday you did something really fun. I went shopping with my sister. You did, but fun. you didn't just like go to your local mall. No. Oh, we drove. Of course. The required <laughs> He was being call. beckoned. Yeah. No, I drove all the way to, we went to the Niagara Outlets. So we took all of our gift cards that we've kind of collected over the past little bit and all the procrastination that we put together for, we should go, we should go. No, we should really go. We should make time to go. Mm-hmm. And it was my post-birth day. So I'd been to a birth and... So it was my down day anyway, and it was a beautiful, sunny, if cold yes, day. Yes, it was yeah. yesterday. But it made for a lovely drive. I stopped on the way back, too, and I um, grabbed one of Roger's favorite bottles of wine to bring him back. And so it was just like a good day in general. Nice. Made it back home. Kids made dinner. Oh. It's a good day. Oh. oh. A good fucking wow. day. Well, yeah. what did you buy? Um, actually, I went looking for jackets and sweaters. My sister went looking for boots, which she didn't find. Mm. Um, however, my happiest purchase was at the Rocky Mountain Chocolate Company. So. <laughs> yeah. Surprise! Exactly. When you said Rocky Mountain, I thought you meant Rocky Mountain Soap no. Company, because there's such a thing. They yeah. Good soap. yeah, there is. The Rocky Mountain Soap? Yeah. Candles? No. Soap. soap. Yeah. There's such, a, there's such a thing as a Rocky Mountain Soap Company. They're really, they make really good... So yeah. I should check that out. Yeah. Sounds nice. But of course, chocolate makes way more sense. Yeah, <laughs> it does. You can't bathe in chocolate. <laughs> no. And, or no. you could. I you know we're going to touch on the whole uh, health priority stuff today, too. And that kind of played into my happiness at the Rocky <laughs> Mountain because they now have a line of, of chocolate. Don't say it. Chocolates that are made with... Um, with stevia and with monk fruit. God. No, I'm telling you, no. if I started eating... And it's dark, what, 75% chocolate? No, no. Milk it's, chocolate? It is good shit made with heavy cream. I started having one last night thinking I could just have one. Mm. And then I moved to two. And then I had to consciously hide mm. it and stop myself so I didn't shit my brains out. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, if stevia, <laughs> I'd be shitting through the eye of a needle. I don't like well, stevia. You're, I don't like it either. The So... It depends on what stevia you're using. It's that it doesn't have that chemically aftertaste. But uh, it also uses monk fruit, which doesn't have the aftertaste. Uh, this is what people say all the time. And I've but tried. You can taste it? I've tried. I'm particularly sensitive to well, everything. I don't like yeah. erythritol. Erythritol oh, tastes like God. shit. I, don't, I can't have any of them. No. I can absolutely taste it. My yep. tongue. Every I Something happens to my tongue. Thing. Yeah. When people yep. say, oh, no, there's no artificial sweetener in there. I, I know. They're it's lying. related to cilantro. That same kind of oh, thing. Because oh, I have the same thing with cilantro, and I have the same thing. My tongue feels gross. Yes. Like, and I can feel it sitting in the back yes. of my throat. And I love cilantro. The back of my tongue, there's yeah. something like a little tiny metal feeling mm-hmm. pressing on my tongue mm-hmm. when there's artificial 
flavor. So I get in that with something. sucralose or aspartame for sure. Yes. Like I almost feel like it's not closing up, but it's just like yes, yeah, like a ring There's of like a something, something a slight back there down or something. But I don't have it with stevia. I yeah. do have it with erythritol, and I don't have it with monk fruit. I I have it. People have said, oh, use this brand of stevia, or use this form of like drops or powder or whatever. And I've even so dedicated was I to finding something sweet that wouldn't kill me. I even grew my own stevia plants in my herb garden <laughs> once Christ. upon a time. I did. And then, <laughs> That's and so this was me. I was in my kitchen, like dried the leaves and like, tried to like grind, grind them, them up. up. It was a disaster. It doesn't work. No. Um, but that's how, that's I'm sure how. there's some chemical process. I'm sure there's something else they have to do to the stevia to make it look like, like a white powder or a well, liquid instead of like mushed up leaves. New, it's their new ad campaign. Well, they if, have an ad if people knew it was a was a plant, was a plant, they just grow it themselves, and they've got like all these people like with uh, like grow ops in their plants. <laughs> I was excited when I went to um, the herb place and, and bought a whole bunch of herbs, and and that was one of them that you that was a a plant. And you're like, what? Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, I can make my own stevie plant. And yes, if you choose, it's it is sweet, but it doesn't translate to. Putting baking. It into your tea and yeah, baking and so on. Okay. I, I don't like so. sugar in my tea or my coffee anyway, so that that was cool. But yeah, nothing so. hot. That didn't work for me. Anyhow, that made me very happy. Home. And don't have if you get them, don't have more than two. Oh, so. I, I won't. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I won't. If have. I'm going to eat chocolate, Look, okay. Yeah. If I'm going to go that whole route, I'm just going to eat it. Yeah. See, but I go down the I go down the rabbit hole. It's like that's right. You, I yeah, make excuses. Me. me too. It, it yeah. triggers some excuse, some other voice in it's my head that says. It's either binge or nothing. That's right. Yeah. Or you should eat all of it and get it out of the house. So then tomorrow you start clean. Have you ever had that conversation with yourself? Every day of my life. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> this morning. What yeah. Are you talking about? Exactly. Yeah. Ten minutes ago. <laughs> and it's so. It's, but I don't have that reaction when I have something with. Um, if I have it with malatol, yes. If I have it with. Uh, if it's made with monk fruit, I don't have that reaction. I can have just one or two. Because it's gross, and you will shit through the eye of a needle. Like, <laughs> that is that's... a deterrent. That is a, the shit through the eye of a needle thing is a deterrent. Yeah, like... It yeah, is a no. deterrent. I mean, I was on your toilet this morning. Yeah, true. Um, so this is a good segue into what I am going to call the HP Corner. No, it's not Harry, not Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. It's not Hewlett Packard. It's not any other <laughs> HPs that you know. It's called Health not Priority. Not HP sauce. Not HP, HP sauce. Not that either. But um, Health Priority Corner. I need a little accountability. So do I. I am looking to you guys and our listeners, our millions of listeners, to <laughs> thousands to of keep listeners. Uh, to keep me on the straight and narrow. I have decided that, well. I didn't decide. My body has decided that I need to Take get care. right. I need to get right with the health lord. Okay? <laughs> I need to stop this nonsense. And um, for me, I need to drop some excess weight. That might not be the case for other people who are happy and fine and healthy at whatever weight they're at. That's not working for me. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is yep. not working for me. And it needs to go. My health drastically improves when I am a good 40 pounds lighter than what I am now. And I know that's not the only thing in terms of health, but for me, that is a huge factor in it. So so how do you plan on getting there? What's, what are you looking at that helps you feel healthy well, in your what skin I, What and I, I thought body? I would like to do to hold myself accountable 
is to to kind of check in every week with all the different areas of health. What what I mean, you you can talk about what you find important for you, but for me, it is eating eating right. From low carb is the way that I need to eat. I am a type two diabetic, so low carb, duh, is mm-hmm. what I need to do. Um, and uh, of course, taking my medication. Movement is an issue. Um, you can't sit on your ass all day long. I mean, you could, and it's, it's hard wonderful. in this weather though, when it's kind of like yes. telling you to. I think that's where the bigger challenge comes in. Is in, mm-hmm. in this weather, it's like your body is telling you it's time to hibernate and. You know, yeah. but it's like, no, and yeah. put on three layers of, right. of fat. To and you're like, yeah. thanks, I already Keep have you it. Moving. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing that all last year, so I'm good now. And uh, so so um, eating and drinking, i got to say water intake too. Eating and drinking, movement and sleep. Those are the three big things that I want to focus on. Uh, I know that I feel much better when I get a decent amount of sleep for... So it doesn't work if I get eight hours of sleep today, but then two hours the next night. Right. And so it needs to be consistently yes. seven hours or as close to seven hours as I possibly yes. can. So I'd like to check in every week with uh, everybody. And um, um, I was toying with the idea of stating my weight since that's one of my things, but I don't know. I don't know how comfortable I, don't know I am with I'm that. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I might. Think I on mean, it. Maybe just blurt it out mid-podcast today. Yeah. Let's um, <laughs> go. I'll think about it. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. It's if, like an if, Easter egg. If, if someone can say what your weight is later on, we can, yeah. I don't know, send them a mug and, or something. And I have an extremely <laughs> modest goal of losing like a pound a week. That is that is really That's doable. Very doable. Totally doable. And um, I'd like to check in with everybody to let you guys know how my eating has been going for the week, my water eating and water intake, my movement, and... Um, my sleep. I have a Fitbit. I'm going to reset my step goals back to 10,000. Mm-hmm. When I first got this new Fitbit around in December, I was like, oh, I can't do 10,000 steps. I'm going to set it at six. So, was, and I was well, like, I said it. I, yeah, I set my, I set it at six. seven, but I'm going to set it back to 10 because I would, that's what I was doing. And I know I'm capable of doing it. I just need to like I have no physical limitations yeah. to stop me from meeting. My, I have a gym membership. <laughs> I can go and walk to the gym and then get on the treadmill and easily make my 10,000 steps. Yeah. It's a matter of making it a priority. priority, which is why I say this is HP corner, health priority corner, because that's my issue. I need to make it a priority. There's no barriers to me drinking enough water every mm-hmm. day and getting my ass in bed mm-hmm. on time. I need to make it all a priority. So what so, has taken the place of your health priority? Like what is it, the place where you could be walking, doing those other things, what is it currently filled with? Netflix. Netflix. Netflix <laughs> happens, you know? Netflix happens. Netflix. And you know what? I realized during um, my trip while I was away where we walked so much, every single day we had to walk about a kilometer and a half to get to the place where all the restaurants are. Mm-hmm. Right. So you had to walk a kilometer and a half to eat dinner and then walk a kilometer and a half back to the hotel every day. Beautiful. And it's, uh, you know, it wasn't a really hard chore. No. Mostly because it was sunny and yeah. nice yes. and I was with, you know, people. Family and yes, chatting. And, and, and so that made it easier. But physically, it wasn't like, oh my God, I think I'm going to die. From... Nope. It was okay. So I realized... Mm, the only difference 
back home is, you know, weather and things that, those are the barriers, but there's nothing physically. Like I was thinking, oh no, I can't. I can't do 10,000 steps a day because my fitness has gone down so much. No, it hasn't, Suzanne. That's not true. You put it down. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've decided that that's how it is and I didn't want to. So I was like, I can do 6,000 steps a day. That's good enough. No, it's not. I can do, I can do 10,000 steps a day. I totally can. I just need to actually do it. So send me all of your tips. You know what I would like you not to do though? If you are a coach yes. or if you sell a program, don't, I'm not, don't do that. Don't yeah. tell we, me to we buy your program we don't because care. I, I won't do it. No. Um, just send me inspiration, motivation, motivation. I was inspired by the dynamic doulas of London who were here last week. Yeah. I'm so they glad I'm, have, I'm so sad I missed them. Yeah. You, you really did miss a, a really they, cool they, were they were your people. They were, they're your people. <laughs> um, you will have to listen to next week's podcast. What yeah. does that mean? They were my people. You listen to it and you'll hear. Yeah, okay. <laughs> was, was there belching, farting? Mm. There was poop talk. There was yeah. sperm talk. Oh, there was sperm talk. Yes. Oh yeah. We had it all. Okay. I so they, they really, in, so there you go, that should tell you. They really inspired me, and um, like I said, you know, blood work and doctor's visits also inspire you too, mm -hmm. and uh, nobody's getting any younger, so. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that all of us kind of had some, some sort of a switch that flipped recently in regards to health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had the, well, for me, it was stepping on the scale, and like, since I moved to Mississauga, everyone's been, you know, the people who love me are kind of like, you know. There's a couple extra pounds there. Are you okay? What? People, people asking me if I'm okay. And it's like... Because yeah, you gained a couple because pounds? Because I, I gained... Well, I gained more than a couple pounds. Okay. Not and two, the, but more. Yeah, okay. Yes. And then I... So just because I joined a fitness challenge with a friend, I was like, oh, I'll just do it, right? And I stepped to do the weigh-in and then the fitness challenge test. I stepped on the scale. I'm like, that's not right. And stepped I stepped off the scale. Checked the batteries. On. Made sure that there was shit around on the floor yes, a little exactly. bit. Checked the Earth's gravitational pull. <laughs> Is it a full moon? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Something in retrograde, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. But I stepped back on, and I was the same weight I was when I was nine months pregnant with Megan. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm well past. So, I'm yeah. well past the weight of. Okay. She told. We're not going to say it, but you told us what the goal, what the what the weight was, and that's literally my goal weight <laughs> right now. But uh, and it like, is and it is my weight right now too. Yeah. But you've lost a little bit since you did since, that. Since I did that, yeah, I dropped yeah. ten pounds, and I know how my body loses weight. I know how my body reacts to things. I know the t exactly the type of movement I need to do. Like you, know, we know we're human. We know the things that make our body yeah. feel well, mm -hmm. and then we know the the voice that tells us, "Don't worry about it. You have other things on your plate right now." Mm -hmm. And yeah. since moving, you'll get there. I, exactly, you'll get there. Yeah. Just um, do it tomorrow. And that's what it's been since the move. The voice that says, "You know, don't worry about it. That's not right now. You have so much other stuff on your plate." But I'm like. Okay, but my plate. Um, Actually, there's too many things on my that's plate. Right. I gotta that, take some shit off. Yes, and I gotta put this movement like some back. Bread and some pasta. And I'm getting rid of hamburgers, <laughs> fries. I'm getting ready for this fucking surgery, and for for a while there too, I was even telling myself, okay, so, you know, you can worry about that after the surgery when you feel more mobile. And I'm like, no, because nope. yeah. surgical recovery when you have extra weight on fucking hurts. Yeah. Yeah. It takes longer, and I'm yeah. not interested. Yeah. No. So, yeah, about a month ago, I started uh, working out again and just went back to my, you know, the eating I, I know is right for my body and right for my iron and all of yeah. that shit mm. and right for the anti-inflammatory properties so that my pain isn't as bad. And the mm. pain then triggers the eating, the not good eating. So all of those things are back in place isn't now. Isn't it funny how all of us have different... I don't get bad pains when I eat crap. 
I actually feel really good when I eat crackers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. I feel so loved. I feel, <laughs> it feels like a hug, but I don't get joint pains the next day. I don't get uh, anything like that. Oh, I, I just feel great. Which is the problem for me. My issues show up in my blood work. Yeah. <laughs> like down the road. Every three months when I do my blood work, it, it's all the Doritos and all the chocolate oh, Doritos. show up in that. Doritos is a Doritos and M&M peanuts are exactly what make me feel like I have barbed wire wrapped around my uterus. Those two things together, oh. the next day, I feel like I have a heartbeat in my uterus and it's wrapped oh, in barbed Jesus. wire. Yeah. So, and then, of course, I just want to eat to make it feel better. Yeah. So that's not good. And no, then, that's not good. But then that's if I eat cycle. beans too, if I even something like beans, if I have fucking beans, like things legumes. that are supposed to be healthy for you, legumes, I look like I'm 90 years old in my joints. My my fingers swell up, my knees swell yeah, up, my hips some people hurt. Can't have beans. I can't have fucking beans, beans anymore. Beans good for me. Beans Shit. do really well. I, I do really well. Happen with beans. Yeah. Wild. So what's your HP corner? So my trigger. Uh, was basically a headache that I still have this headache. It's been going on two weeks now. And I thought, okay, well, I can't fix it the way I've normally fixed it, so what do I do now? So I started checking my blood pressure, and it was high. Like, it was in the... When I, a couple weeks ago, it was like in the 140s, over like 97, 99, things like that. And I thought, no, that that's not right. And there is a history in my family of heart attacks. Um, my mom's dad and all his brothers and sisters basically just stopped talking and slumped over and were dead. That's that was scary it, like, as shit. Massive, out like a light coronary, like literally yep. your heart explodes. Mm -hmm. And I've been ignoring the fact that my blood pressure is probably a little bit higher than it probably should be over the last little bit because I'm carrying weight. I know I'm fat. My mother told me last week that I'm fat. My oh, mother told me see, too. What a revelation! <laughs> Thanks, Margaret and Maureen. And Maureen. Yeah. Like I get it from Maureen, but Maggie, come on, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, okay, thanks. So I realized then at that point that I've got to get over myself and just accept the fact that I probably need to go on medication. And, I, and I've gotten to the point where I'm okay with that. So I have a doctor's appointment this afternoon to discuss that. But then, of course, I get that blood pressure this morning, which was like 118 over 90. And you're like, ah! But I'm still going, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're just feeling a little more relaxed because you're going yeah. to the doctor well, now. Blood pressure is one of those things that will fluctuate. Yeah, well, that's just so, it. It had yeah. been consistently sort of in the low 140s, high 130s over high 90s mm -hmm. for a couple weeks. But now it's sort of calmed down a little bit. Now, on top of all of that, I have some abdominal pain that I need to address. address. Now, I'm not sure if it's, because I also have some kidney pain as yeah. well, which I need to, so I need to go for a full sort of abdominal ultrasound. Um, my current o, uh, OB, my current uh, family GB. doctor's on mat leave. She comes back next month, I think, but I'm seeing her husband, apparently. <laughs> Oh, um, way to keep it in the, you know? Yeah, in the family. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to ask for that. But I've been told every time I have an abdominal scan is that I have a fatty liver. Mm -hmm. 
So, okay. Now, granted, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I don't do any of that stuff. My life is literally the most boring ever. The only <laughs> excitement in my life is A&W. So, the universe is trying to take away our one vice. Yeah, exactly. So... I've done some research. Yes, I Googled. I know I tell my clients not to Google, but I fucking lay there in bed and I'm like, look, I'm just looking for something that will tell me I'm going to be okay so I can go to sleep. Like, I don't Google and go, oh my God, I have cancer. I Google and look for the the thing that will alleviate your big Yeah, that is not the big thing. And I've discovered that, uh, so it's called non-alcoholic fatty liver. Yeah. um, And... It's reversible. Yes, it is. So, good. Um, So, fatty liver, heart concerns. My brother was just diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Mm. My dad had type 2 diabetes, so I don't want to go down that road at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I've decided to try the Mediterranean diet. Yeehaw! Which my mom's cardiologist uh, just loves it, like thinks it's the best ever. So. I thought, okay, let's try this. My only concern is, as I was saying to you guys, is it has a lot of fish. (laughs) And I don't eat fish. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It makes me want to vomit. Yes, it does. Um, Like, literally have vomited on the plate trying to eat fish. (laughs) I remember that story. Thanks, Maggie. Um, Just eat your fish! Okay, well, I clearly now have a psychological issue around fish. So, thanks, Mom. That was great. Yeah. So, we'll see how that goes. But it should... uh, from what I've been reading so far, because my books just arrived today. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it's something doable and something I need to do. And Will has, my son has started wanting to do, eat more um, legumes and things like that. They want to do, both him and Allie want to do things that are more environmentally friendly, mm-hmm. more along the lines that, that are sustainable mm-hmm. and things like that. So... Mm-hmm. I'm going to try it and see what happens. So that is what I am looking for as far as accountability goes. Mm -hmm. My losing weight isn't necessarily the hugest thing. Um, It's going to be a byproduct, I suspect, of this. But moving and um, moving, eating better for my heart and staying well hydrated, That's which I'm always very conscious of because of my kidneys. Mm but that's where I'm sitting. So I may do like Instagram stories about it. Yes, to, me too. Awesome. Yeah. To sort of keep that accountability up and anybody can follow Toronto Doula Group and they can go, where's your Instagram story? What are you doing today? Yes. We'll see. So mm-hmm. a little harassment, a little mm-hmm. friendly harassment. Mm-hmm. A little friendly harassment. But yeah, I mean, I think what I Again, like you, what I don't want to see is, you know, people going, oh, you know. Try this program. Try do, do this. Buy do this, this program. Again, I know what works for me. Yes. Um, We're humans. We know. Yeah, I've got, we've know. been in this body a long time. And yeah. I'm going to be 50 years old in a few weeks. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Woo-hoo, I think I know day. what the fuck is happening with my body. Yeah. In fact, I know that I need to have that abdominal scan because I'm pretty sure it's my liver and I'm pretty sure my kidneys are a little bit fucked right now. Mm-hmm. So I know my body. I just mm-hmm. need you to do all this stuff for me. Just mm-hmm. give me the give me the requisition. Take some blood work and can we check for a sinus infection? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's reasonable. I think that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. And so each week we can do a little check-in. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah, what we're, we're doing. doing. Yes. yes. 
So I'm not working this weekend, which is I'm thrilled about because yeah. since you've been gone, I've worked like every fucking weekend. Yeah. So I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and I don't know, haven't been paid yet for any of it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Nice Good. volunteer gig you it's have. Going there. There's a volunteer gig. Mm. Um. So yeah, that uh, that this weekend is going to be really surrounded. Setting up pure. Setting things up, doing some meal planning, maybe even trying <laughs> salmon. Oh, why are you going to do that if you hate it? I'm going to... Maybe I, go with a white fish. Start with a white fish. Well, I'll see, I'll see what the recommendations are. Yeah. I can't... I don't mind tilapia. Oh, All right. well then you should start That's there. Like the least fishiest fish I just don't there. know how to cook it. I've uh, never cooked some, fish in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Salt, pepper, oil, butter in a in a pan, and we had um, years ago. Because I look, I watch TV restaurant commercials, and I look at all this and I go, "My God, that looks so good." Yeah, yeah. it's a commercial for Red Lobster. Yeah, lots <laughs> yeah. of lemon and butter, or or you know the keg or something where they yeah. have salmon. I'm like, oh my God, that looks so good. And I remember being at the apartment when we used to, when we were first married. And we bought some salmon, and we were going to was it salmon or tuna? No, I think it was salmon. And Paul cooked it, and we had a grill and everything. I was like, oh, yeah, this is so great. And, like, one mouthful, I'm like, oh, God, I wanted to vomit. Salmon has a very distinct flavor. Yeah, mm -hmm. it Which really I love. Does. Me too. <laughs> but mm -hmm. if it, because of that distinct flavor, if you don't like it, mm -hmm. and coming from the Caribbean, fish is like... Life. Yeah. <laughs> Fish is like everything. And in the Philippines, we ate so much fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, then that's just it. Like, I want to travel and stuff like that. Like, I've got to get over this. I've got to get over myself and just see. Well, eh, I... We'll see. I commend you for trying. But I, I say mean, if I, you have such an aversion, then there's it's a thing. And you shouldn't try to f force... If it's a really big aversion, try different kinds of seafood. Yeah. Fish. Do you, you don't eat, like, any seafood. Well, no. Like, I eat, eat shrimp, shrimp and, okay, and eat shrimp. stuff like that. So, so I don't mind scallops either. Stick with those things, then. I, I don't think that you have to eat fish I always in order said, to... I always said, you know, because I'm a Pisces, it's like eating my brethren. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense now. It's all it cannibalism. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you say before you wish you were uh, something person? It's like you kind of wish you were a fish person. Yeah. We were talking a little while ago, but I can't remember what it was, and you said you wish you were... Uh, Something person, do you remember that? No, I remember that yesterday. yesterday. I remember it was what I was saying yesterday, yeah, but, but I can't uh, remember what it was. I know I'm not a calamari person, I can tell you that much. I love oh, all I, things seafood and stuff, but I can't I have I, I only like calamari. it sometimes. No, no, no. Um, and, and I, I do wish I was a cilantro person, yeah, it shuts out so and cumin, those two things. I, love I like, I don't mind cumin, but cilantro, yeah. Yeah, I can't handle the two. To me, the two of them go together, and I can't deal with it. Yeah. Well, we and watched, I wish I was. We have uh, the Food Network, so we were watching uh, over the weekend. They had diners, drive-ins, and dives on on mm -hmm. Monday. I love that show. And yeah, they went to this like, this like authentic, you know, Mexican. Yeah. With like the real fresh tacos yeah. and things, yeah. and they're like just sprinkling all yeah. these soap flakes all yeah. over it. I'm going, come so on. on, why do you? And I'm like, yes. Don't ruin it like that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. When we were away, we were going to have dinner at a um, at a Mexican restaurant. There was this like big. It was In a mall. There was an outside mall. Yeah, and it had every kind of cuisine you could possibly. Mm. There was Italian. There was Greek. There was Mexican. There was everything. Um, there was even like a, a Scandinavian restaurant mm. that had like herring and all that kind of stuff. Oh wow! And everybody wanted Mexican food, and I thought I said to myself, okay. 
You're, that's fine. I'll go. I, I don't know what I'm going to... I'll find something on the menu because it was a really big menu. Literally nothing. <laughs> oh, like no. four pages. There was either going to be cumin or cilantro and I felt really bad. And I, I just said, and oh, no, there's not really... Even like the nachos yeah. that yeah. they had, I asked them, does this have cilantro? That was my big concern. She said, nope. But then as soon as I tasted it, so yeah. cumin. Cumin. I wish oh. I was a pasta cumin. person. I'm not a pasta person. Yeah, uh, I'm I, not. I don't know, order pasta at restaurants either. It fuck, feels, I love pasta. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really like pasta so much. Either. I like noodles, like Asian noodles. Yeah. But I'm not a pasta person. No, I'm not a pasta or a rice person. But Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about oh, that. I mean, I eat <laughs> rice every single solitary it. day. I brown have rice. It with, um, I'm so excited this Mediterranean thing that you can have brown rice. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Rice. Can't do brown rice. I, I like sushi, brown rice but either. I don't have to have it. I have to have rice. That is the that is the, the bane of my health eating thing. You, you know, rice is very high in carbohydrates, which is really bad when you're trying to keep your blood sugars low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's hard for me. That's a struggle yeah. for me. We wish you weren't a rice person. I wish I wasn't a rice person, <laughs> but I am. We should cobble ourselves together and see what we can come up I with. I ate rice every day as a child, and it just feels right. Yeah. yeah, there should always just be. There is in my house almost always some leftover rice in the fridge to do something, <laughs> do with. something with. Yeah, so that's that's a problem for me too. Also, beans are good. Uh, they work really well with my digestion. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're super fiber. high in carbs. My blood sugar goes through the roof. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Lentils, beans. Oh, so good. Like I feel. So, oh my goodness, it's really good. But. Blood sugar goes through the roof, which was when my had my stint as being yeah. a vegan. That's what happened. When I was well, this, a vegan this... as well for my inflammation, same thing. Lots of beans and stuff. And I was even as a teenager, although I didn't have the swelling, I did have an increase in pain. Yeah. Oh. So, like this diet, this book I'm reading is is recommending that eating this way um, actually lowers your risk of type two diabetes. Like lowers your blood sugars and whatnot because mm-hmm. of a combination of stuff, but that doesn't... Well, yes. Well, eating low carb is, is the big main thing, but also eating whole unprocessed foods yes. without all the kind of crap will make anybody healthier. True. So I think that's what a lot of those things go by because right. yeah. uh, anybody who starts to make health their priority is going to eat better, whether that includes meat or whether it includes beans or whatever. You're yeah. going to eat unprocessed real food you're bound to feel better. Your be- your health is bound to improve. Um, it's just once you kind of reach that plateau, mm-hmm. then you've got to look at yourself individually and mm-hmm. say, mm, beans are healthy for a lot of people, but they're not for me. Right. Whole dairy is healthy for a lot of people, but not for me yeah, right. or whatever the case may Absolutely. be. I think I've become lactose intolerant since I've gotten older. Oh, okay. Thank God. I, I don't know. How do you manage your tea every morning then? I poop. Oh, <laughs> I accept it and I poop. Yeah. No, that but I had a bagel with cream cheese after it as well, which is why I was in there mm-hmm. going, double, double my body running. going, what the fuck? Yeah. No, I've tried eliminating dairy and it doesn't, it did nothing. It's happened, not going, so it's fine sorry, it's not going to. Fuck that. I'm, I will poop. I'll Just take an emodium with my, with my tea. With my tea. Thank you. Yeah. It's not, I, I cut, cut out sugar from my tea. God. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Are you trying to kill me? <clears throat> Anyways. So there, TMI. Now you know more about us than you 
And now you can help us. Help us! So we hope that we have been helping you on your doula journey and yeah. entertaining you and all of this stuff. So now we need your help. Yeah. Um, not that you'll give it to us because... Be our you, cheerleaders. You, you don't respond to us in any way, so... Come on, people. <laughs> be our encouragers. Be our doulas. Be our, be our HP doulas. doulas, our health priority dun, doulas. Dun, dun. All right. Do we have a topic today? We do. We're, We're talking do. about... Start it up. I'm going to go get water. We're talking about breastfeeding. And um, inaccurate information that is thrown around like candy. Yes. So the, what brought this up today was um, clients. clients. So I saw a client last week and she was told by a lactation consultant uh, at the hospital that because she was a, now she had had implants. So I don't know if this if she just got this confused, but her implants are in behind her breast tissue. So mm -hmm. it's done in a really good way. Um, but she was a double A. So she was told by the lactation consultants that at, because she was a double A, she wouldn't produce enough milk to sustain this baby. Now that part is just sheer bullshit. And I looked at her and I said, that is absolutely untrue. And as I was talking to her, so her milk had come in that morning. And her breasts were easily a C, maybe a D. Mm -hmm. And they were so engorged with milk that, again, the skin was shiny. shiny. You could see a reflection in it. It looked, it looked like you buffed her boobs. <laughs> yeah, it looked bruised. Yeah. That's how full her breasts mm -hmm. were. So don't give me this bullshit lactation consultants who were working in hospitals that you can't say that. You're literally saying to her, you know what? I know breastfeeding is really important to you. However, but you have some, some serious deficits here, and that's not going to work for you. No. Can we just try? As a former double A, <laughs> that is not a I think we're all a former double A at one point. Okay. I think when I was like As nine. an adult, yeah, I was a double A? I think I was nine. <laughs> Prior to children, I was a double A. Mm -hmm. I, I was itty bitty titty committee right here. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's no problem with that. And I, you know, I, my friend was also told the same thing while she was pregnant. And it's she is a so ridiculous. small woman and... Everything about her is petite, and she was told that she would not be able to, by, by members of her family, because I think they had been told the same things, mm. that you just won't be able to make you know, enough milk. Make yep. enough milk because your breasts are too small. Now, let me tell you, she gives birth to, she's itty bitty tiny. She gives birth to big nine, 10 pound babies, and she feeds them, and she feeds them, and she feeds them. And there is ab these these kids look like butterballs by the time of two weeks. Like, oh, no. yeah. they, they got yeah. those lovely breastfeeding rolls. It is not a problem, it is not a thing. You know, stop putting limitations. And that's what the, the whole thing is. Those comments it's or the, the comments. 10 minutes each breast is enough and anything after that, they're not really getting anything. Yes. Oh, my so, God. Well, you know so what? that was the other one. Women who have uh, birthing people who have small breasts are told, oh, you're not going to be able to make enough milk. Uh -huh. Breastfeeding is not going to work. And also the opposite happens too. Yep. Women who have big breasts are told... Mm, it's going to be really hard because your breasts are really big and soft or your nipples are too big or your nipples are too small or whatever. Whatever, or the, anatomy, whatever or... the anatomy of this person's breasts are, it's used to instill doubt in them. Yes. yes. Whether it's too small or too big. Yeah. Nipple shape, nipple size, yeah. areola size, and, which we know has nothing to do with anything. The baby doesn't give a shit. Yeah. It's just <laughs> big the baby, bullseye. small baby. 
small baby. Yeah. Small babies. Your baby's too big. You're not going to have enough to actually satisfy them. To satisfy Or them. the yeah. baby is small and underweight. So you actually need more and you're not going to be able to produce enough yeah. to get them to gain the weight that they need to get. So you're gain. So you're going to need to supplement. Whatever the situation is, I find is used against people to sabotage their efforts or to make and that's them doubt themselves. It's sabotaging. Yeah. And I don't understand why. The, I, I, I think I understand why, and it's mm. a bullshit reason. It's absolutely a bullshit reason because it's all sabotage regardless. No matter how you lay it out on somebody, whether it's on a candy dish or a shit dish, you know, it's still shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that what there is a, a shit dish. Uh, it was it's served a up a pile of shit. You, you know? oh, if you were going to serve a pile of shit, you have to reserve a special dish for correct for it. Have you never shat in a dish and left it at someone's front door? What? Express your displeasure. What? 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 Well, you haven't done that. Come on. <laughs> and you serve it on the shit dish. And you serve it up like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe even flambe it. It's, it's silver. It's silver. <laughs> silver dish. Yeah. Okay. Um, I see that there is a. When anyone in the hospital asks to see NLC, like let's say they're going in with maybe a pre-existing condition or something that might indicate that they could use a little extra help, mm-hmm. um, you pretty much have to threaten to sue somebody to get the LC to visit you privately in the hospital mm-hmm. because they have to pay for that visit outside of the clinic, right? It has the way it's done and the way their time is set up, there's only X amount of hours that they're allotted. So first of all, you have to, in order to get good information from an LC, you have to get them to your room. Not the class where there's like 10 people who just had a baby, they're slumped over in their seat, they've got stitches in their yoni, and they're just trying to, you know, focus on one thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there's, there's just not the support there. And then I, I, I feel, especially when I speak with some of these LCs, that their goal is not to actually do good care. It's that they need to get them feeding something, food and a baby, and get them out the door. Their job is not to be able to say, because how many times before, I don't know about you guys, but back in the day, or at least when I was having my first couple of kids, if you weren't feeding well from the breast, you were kept an extra day mm-hmm. to show. Oh, yeah. Yes. I was, I was because we were in the NICU, I was graded. A nurse stood over me with a clipboard and a pen grading what I was doing. Your breastfeeding. My breastfeeding. Yeah. yeah. Is it going well? If not, let's keep you in so we can extend the support. Now it's not. Now it's get them out the door with a feeding plan. And if it's not going well, the answer isn't good breastfeeding advice. It's supplemental advice. It's, okay, yes. so 10 yeah. minutes each breast, mm-hmm. and then you're going to supplement. Mm-hmm. That is, it's, so it's not, the end goal is not good care. It's good enough to get them out the door care. It's, I think that there's a difference between LCs who work in hospital on shift. Oh, for LCs sure. LCs who work in a clinic. And LCs, and LCs that LCs who do private. private care it is a different absolutely set up completely because yeah. when you have lcs in um the hospital who are <clears throat> dealing with people immediately post-delivery so they need some time like they yeah need... that's it that's exactly it and my philosophy is lcs are highly trained and i think i said this when we had taya griffin yeah. on the amazing taya griffin who came to speak with us um <clears throat> a few months ago I just assume that everybody can breastfeed, right? That's just my personal basic assumption. Now, I know intellectually that there are going to be people who have issues. And I also know intellectually that because we are not a uh, 
normalized breastfeeding culture Mm -hmm. that a lot of people are going to have issues because we're not meant to do this on our own. Right. But we also, I do not believe, need highly trained specialists two hours after we've had our baby. No. We need people who... Just normalize who feel that breastfeeding is normal yep. and understand that we all need help doing it here's a little bit of help and then let's watch and see if anything deeper more serious in need of special help comes up and who have time and who have time because the postpartum nurses do not have time yes they have more than one patient that they're looking after yes. they've got charting and others also they've got to worry about you medically they've got to worry about baby medically yes. this is why I am so convinced that this needs to happen that those they need to hire a postpartum doula for a 12-hour shift in the day and a 12-hour shift at night to just wander in amongst the rooms and help with feeding yeah and and new baby care questions yes that's it not highly trained i mean obviously just trained in normal normal. and you can spot issues that need to be referred up yes if things need to be escalated and I, I do, I've always felt that if people just had normal, steady, consistent yep. support just to help them with the basics, the same way back in the day, yep. you'd take your baby outside and go sit under a tree with a bunch of other women in the village, yep. and somebody would just say to you, you know, yeah. just, just put his bum up a little bit, like, there you go, just like yep. that. And that yep. you were no. open to that, yep. Yep. and that you've been, as a child growing up, watching it, that. Seen yep. it. Over so and over. support is a normal thing. It's not something we have yeah. to consciously ask for, but that's not the way our culture is set up. No, right it now. isn't. So yeah. that's why I feel. That's why I I think that when you say that the LCs are not their goal, their objective is not good long term breastfeeding success. It is to get that baby fed, make sure that all babies leave hydrated, yeah. and then send people out the door yeah. because you cannot have a consistent. Oh, little adjustments here yeah. and there kind and of relationship of times, in 24 the hours. A lot yes. of times that is the issue. Yes. And telling them what to look for and, you know, this is this is what needs to happen. And you know what? I'll be back in another hour just to see how you're doing. Really? Or yeah. I'll be back later this and afternoon I'll be here to until, see how you're... I'll be here until 8 o'clock. So yeah. if you need me, have questions, send just, for me yeah. and I'll come And back. I will come. And this isn't an anti-hospital LC oh, issue. This not. is no, the, absolutely the parameters not. they there, must there is work no, in. Yeah, there. I don't know how else hospital LCs can do it. No, no. they can't. And, and that I explains mean, the breast shield thing too. Oh, Let's nipple shields. Them, Fuck. Yeah, the nipple shields. Just getting them on the breast, even if it's through a nipple shield, at least they're on the breast, right? And yeah. they're leaving the hospital with it. And then but, it's like, yeah, you can come back to the clinic, you know, next week or this on this day, blah, 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 blah. But in the meantime, all that's doing is fucking shit up really, really early. Yeah. And then how do you come back from that? Or so one of the things that hospitals could do is have properly trained postpartum nurses. Well, there's Because that you too. do have your postpartum nurse caring for you for 12 hours. Yeah. And if part of her... And I know that there are postpartum nurses who do help with breastfeeding yes. and so on. But I'm saying just... I'm saying all of them... And a little bit more in-depth training about what normal breastfeeding looks like. Yeah. Because if you've got this postpartum nurse for 12 hours, you could have how many feedings in 12 hours? Five, six, I don't know, however yeah, many at least feedings six. that she can come to and help you with to just yeah. sit, do that. 
all right, go ahead and do it while I'm doing this little thing over here. Oh, yeah, well, you know, let's tilt his head back a little bit like this. Let's check his lips or whatever. There you go. So all right. We need, we need more postpartum nurses. We yeah. need them not to be stretched so thin. Yes. We need them not to be constantly working with the hospital to upgrade their software and learn the new software. Yeah. I can't tell you not how many times. Not to be doing how much I've like, watched. This so is why I'm suggesting a postpartum doula. We're yes. super cheap. <laughs> We're a lot cheaper compared, compared to, to a nurse. Yeah. And that would be our only goal. Yeah. Would be to help with infant feeding and normal normal. Look, normal I will come care. and do it. I will go to, you just pay me my fee, my, you know, my $30 an hour fee, mm -hmm. and I will go for a 12-hour shift. I would have zero problem with that. Mm -hmm. I don't do births anymore, so I'm like, I'm sitting here going, yeah, yeah. 7 to 7, I'm good, there. It's a great idea. It is. It Fuck, is just idea. let me go. Mm -hmm. In fact, there's times where I'm like, I'm just going to wander around and say, can I help you? I have a batch. Can I help you? Right. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. we go, who is that weird person wandering the halls helping with breastfeeding? Yeah. That's just Kim. Just leave her baby. Just yeah. leave her baby. Okay. She's, she's helping. It's normal. It's and normal. I mean, that's not... Look, yes. I want to I be clear as well. Obviously, there are people that aren't going to want to breastfeed. Absolutely, I get it. No, I totally get it. About those people. I, absolutely not. It's and I thing. don't, and it's not about, it's not about pressuring, pressuring you into breastfeeding because I get it. I get when it's just not going to be somebody's thing. And that's not what we're talking about here. No. However, it breaks my heart when I see clients prenatally and say, so where, what are you, how are we feeding this baby afterwards? What's, what's, yeah, what are you thinking? Well, I want to try to breastfeed. Yep. Okay. You're already, like, you're literally, because there's been so much shit happening with all of your friends and what you've seen and what you've heard and on the internet and social media and all this other stuff, you are hearing all this crap, so now you're going into this with the belief that you can't do it. Mm -hmm. And then you have your baby and Elsie's doctors, nurses are telling you you have a deficit, mm -hmm. when in reality that's probably not true. Yep. No, and that's the big thing. It's... I, it's... It's not even so much the nurses and stuff I've heard. Recently, I've just heard so many OBs telling their clients afterward to not have high expectations. You know, yes. not everyone sabotage, can breastfeed like that. Or yeah, right afterwards asking the wrong people yeah. about breastfeeding support where that's not their thing. Yeah. I wish it was their thing. And you know what? If it's your thing and you've studied it and you feel passionate about it and you're an OB or a resident or something, great. Blow that do shit it, wide do open. Do it. Do it. But yes. if you are not, it is okay to say, I don't know. You know what? I'm going to send in your nurse because I don't know. And stop giving stupid, shitty-ass information. There's not one person who should be breastfeeding on 10 minutes on one side and 10 minutes on the other and then supplementing. No. Not one person. And i got to tell you, 36 years ago when I had my first son, that, and I know I talked about this already, yeah. that's exactly what I was told. Yeah. You I was given my 8-pound, eight, 9-ounce eight baby, and I was told, he's really big. And uh, at the time, you're mm -hmm. not so big. Um, <laughs> you're not going to make enough milk for him. So do this. First, swab your breast with alcohol swabs. F mm -hmm. Feed him for 10 minutes on one side, 10 minutes on the other. And then top him up with formula and water. Yeah. Yes. That's what I was told. Yes. Nobody stayed to help me latch. I didn't know how to hold him, how to no. latch him on there. My, my, I was so engorged by like two, two days after. Nobody showed me how to do that. It was just here's what you do. Here's some wrong advice about what to do. And um, by two weeks, I was done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Done, done, done. Yep. Sabotage, so, sabotage, sabotage. Yes. I mean, that nurse probably thought she was giving me great advice. She was Good giving advice. advice that she had either been told or taught or whatever. 
And I, my question is, if there's, I'm pretty sure we have no OBs listening to us, um, but my question is, particularly Canadian OBs or residents, mm-hmm. what are you being taught in medical school about breastfeeding? lactation, yeah. education. Two hours. Yep. So whereas I, for my, for my doula certification, yeah. I took a 20-hour lactation management course. course. Yes. yes. And, and when, when I say lactation education, this is what I've heard. I've never been to medical school, but this is what I've heard. <laughs> lactation education, part of that, a huge part of that is about anatomy. Yeah. Anatomy right. of the breast and um, clinical stuff, what to prescribe for mastitis, things like that. It right. isn't about how to help a mother who is crying three days postpartum because she's engorged and can't get her baby latched. It's not how to do that. Or when you go back at your, for your six-week appointment, because usually that's when you see them next, and then they're giving oh, yes, it at six OB. weeks. Yeah. Oh, well, you should have done this and you should have done that after the fact. It's like, okay, that's not good information anyway, mm-hmm. and you should be referring to And it doesn't that. help me now. No, it doesn't. It so this includes pediatricians too, not just OBs. Pediatricians see babies, you know, forty-eight hours after um, uh, discharge, I've seen and they're getting and they're getting shitty advice from peds too. Yeah, because when there's a certain yeah. percentage drop, first of all, when you're coming into the your pediatrician for the first time, mm-hmm. that scale is not the hospital scale. That scale is a different scale. It's like you go into the scale at the gym and then the scale at your house. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a big difference usually. Mm-hmm. Everything They're is calibrated, calibrated differently. The same, yeah. So you start with your 48-hour wait. And don't assume that you've dropped anything or gained anything at the 48-hour mark. Because you're going to see them in three days anyway. Yes. Yeah. Start there and then see what happens <clears> in the third day. Well, you know? I just firmly believe that there is a difference between lactation education, like learning about how the breast makes milk, which is important, and, and you know the molecular support. structure of breast milk, and there's a difference between that and actual support. Actually, knowing how to help somebody yes achieve their their and, goals and granted, with breastfeeding. I didn't. I'm still. I would still say I'm not the best at it. Um, I have my own self doubts about that, but my have, I have always been, you know, as I have become a doula more and more experienced and all of this stuff, I've mm-hmm. learned things and I've changed things and I've adjusted things from what I, from as far as helping goes. So I'm much better at it now yeah. than I was then, yeah. but back then, because I was new, mm-hmm. I referred out and I did not you know, yeah. you know what? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't, not sure how to help. And I'll say to the, you know, the post, the labor nurse and go, can you just help us with that, this first latch? So I would watch and I would see, and I would do all this stuff, but residents are coming in from like, however, you know, they're two hours of, you know, but information. They might not even have had it yet. Well, that's just Oh it. no, residents have already finished medical school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So, you know, they've got that and they're, you know, just regurgitating information that was incorrect in the first place. And they're not helping. So because you're in that same sort of window of not having the best, the most experience about it, refer out. And then stand there with that LC or stand there with that labor nurse and watch and see how is that doing. But it isn't. They catch the baby. They stitch you up. They go, yeah. Yeah, you no, know what? Ten OBs, minutes and then OBs, see you. OBs are not, uh, don't, they don't have anything to do with the babies. No. Um, so stop so it. 
that's so that's a rarity because we ran into somebody on mm. in, on the Instagrams who yes. is a very rare OB. Like I'm a no, was, she's a resident OB. She's a resident. She an OB resident? Yes. Oh? Yes. Okay, fine. Because that's a rarity. Most OBs, they baby comes out, they hand the baby over to whoever, and that's it. They're not yeah. interested in them. I know this. I've heard this said just very recently, and I'm really speaking about. Um, pediatricians mm-hmm. um, who and and um, postpartum nurses people who come in direct contact yeah. with these brand new babies yeah. but uh, this is why as gruff as he is and whatever reputation he has for bedside manner why I have to respect uh, dr. Jack Newman because not only does he have the hardcore lactation education like physiology anatomy and yeah. so on but he actually puts his hands on people yes. and says this is how you hold a baby this is how the lips are supposed to look yeah. this is how you can he tell teaches. if the baby is drinking yes. this is how it's done and you can do it and it's okay and no your breasts are not too small not too big or whatever this is how you do it and he actually yeah. gets in there and shows how it's done. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he asks for feedback, too. What is yeah. that feeling like What does you? that feel like? He knows that that is an integral part of supporting people with breastfeeding, is checking in with the parent and saying, how is that feeling? Can you listen? Can you hear? Engaging them with their senses and so on. That is not something that I have seen, and I have been to a lot of, appointments with my clients you know those 48 hour mm-hmm. afterwards appointments and i don't see i he, i hear the pediatrician say so how's feeding going is all right okay good yep yep oh this and then they look at the weight the numbers mm-hmm. and they use the scales yeah. and they look mm-hmm. at that and they make their judgment on whether or not feeding is going well yeah quote unquote based on those numbers and there isn't any why or where oh my nipples are, are really really sore well here's some nipple cream and maybe don't nurse on that side for the next day or so. That one drives me crazy. Yeah. that's And then that's it. You go, there's nobody sitting out. Let me see what's happening. Let me actually look at your nipples. Because yeah. pedi- when was the last time a pediatrician said, let me see how chewed up your nipples are and what we can do about it. Mm-hmm. Let me see how let, the baby is Let me see how cheating is. Yes. That doesn't happen. No. So when, and it happens when, occasionally, but it's not but it's that, I, the I norm. would say it happens rarely. It's not the norm. It yeah, happens absolutely. at places like kids crew yeah. and stuff like that because they are integrated so yes. they'll say i hear what you're saying yeah. and we can help address that so you know what i know we're we have an appointment now if you wait 15 minutes you know taya will be out of her appointment and we'll have a look at this mm-hmm. you know like they look at they hear it and then they have yeah. things in place for it yeah, integrated health care another another thing that would really help everybody but that's not kid that's, crew is one kid crew is this amazing facility and Toronto that we have, yeah, um, and that's there's a couple of them, but is not, there? What's the other name of the other one? Down at Mount Pleasant in Eglinton, it's another kid something or other, um, where Dr. Rowe and Dr. Etan uh, Weinberg work, and uh, they're both pediatricians who are heavily invested in helping families go through that learning curve of the yeah. breastfeeding and stuff. Absolutely, yeah, and they did their training up with Dr. Newman as well. So, so they, that's and that's rare, okay? Two two clinics like that, mm-hmm. and how many other pediatricians are there in this giant city that are not? Don't my, do one that. of my last clients, she had she had a pediatrician not at either of those clinics, but she had a pediatrician that was very heavily invested into pe- into breastfeeding, mm-hmm. and was giving actually better advice than I than I had anticipated. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure this client actually continued breastfeeding because she had. 
those very large, soft breasts. Mm -hmm. Just could not get that baby latched on. Mm -hmm. um, but so there's definitely more than one in Toronto, mm. but there should be, they should all. Yes. They should all. If you're invested in this baby's health and well-being and this, this parent is trying with all their might to And the majority do try. Yes, and want to And want to. Yeah, yeah. Because they know the benefits of it. They mm -hmm. know how good it is for baby. Mm -hmm. And it's normal health care for the first months of their life. It is exactly. normalized health care. Mm -hmm. So being able to instill that normalization... Yeah. through hands-on assistance, through talking, hearing, responding yeah. to what mm -hmm. you're experiencing mm -hmm. is what will get you there. But as soon as there's like a, a little chink in your armor that's thrown your way by someone who's in authority, yep. It, yep. it undermines. It changes how your brain is processing. It sets that doubt for when you're feeding your baby that Absolutely. you're doing it wrong Absolutely. or you're going to miss something, Yeah. right? Or your baby's going to starve. Your baby's going to starve. Actually, yeah, that's one that I, I just, I literally just heard it. And I have to say that I was at a birth with um, my client and afterwards she called me crying about 24 hours later saying that uh, her nurse had, in had insisted that she was starving her baby by breastfeeding because the baby was crying. And babies cry, it's what they do. Um, they just, and so they brought her. They just her got pushed through your pelvis and into of, this crappy ass world. Instead of, exactly. It's like, <laughs> I just blew out of here. Do you know what just happened to me? But um, so... My client had wanted to breastfeed and asked for help, and she had said that, well, we don't really have anyone to help you right now, and I bottle-fed my babies. So what? this was her nurse. Her postpartum nurse said this to oh her. Oh, my God. So she's like, look, that baby's still crying in 15 minutes. I'm bringing formula in. Now, thankfully... Oh, that's what she said? Yeah, and she did. She brought in one of those little disposable bottles of formula and a nipple. Now, thankfully, she called me, and then I, because I'm friends with her midwife, called her midwife, and her midwife went over there and lit the fucking place up. Oh, yeah. Because that's a midwifery client. That's a midwifery client. Um, and yeah, so she lit the shit up, thankfully. And I've seen her, the same person, I've seen them light up staff before at their indifference to healthy breastfeeding practices, like skin to skin in the OR, mm -hmm. skin to skin in recovery. Um, the, the message being given to the clients is like, especially skin to skin and recovery and stuff is just wait until you're back in your room and then you can breastfeed. It's not important right now. Ow, that first uh, hour is crazy important. It is crazy important. And it's Hold a simple it thing. Lay the baby across your chest. Yeah. That's it. You know, but again, it's a matter of somebody sitting there and being with them and not filling out paperwork and not updating the charts and not checking their bleeding and not checking their blood pressure and all these other things. And not that mentioning are also that it's unimportant important. or indifferent. Yeah. Right? It's yes. not indifferent. You know? But again, I can see why if there's just your nursing staff and your partner who doesn't know how to assist, that if they are turned away having to do all of this updating and charting and everything, what they're not able to do is see hands-on. And often your arms are weak afterwards. Oh, yes. for sure. So, those things. For sure. So oh, if for you sure. don't have that, like you said, postpartum doula doing the rounds to make sure yeah. the supportive things are in place, then it doesn't get done. And of course she has to be indifferent to it because she has to do charting or he has to do charting, depending on who your nurse is. Kitty cat. Um... But again, Sorry, it's my not cat good. is my cat is I'm trying, to get a, I'm trying to get a picture of him. He doesn't like to have his picture taken. He will do everything in his power to, to make sure you moving. can't get. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very fluffy tail yeah. you got there. Mm -hmm. um, so we got some, we actually, people responded on Instagram when I asked this question. You know, Clearly, it's to a share, To share your thoughts. Yes. So Zantastic Woods on Instagram said, mm -hmm. 
I was told my breasts were too large and my nipples were too flat to breastfeed successfully by a postpartum nurse. I sought help outside the hospital and the lactation consultant told me my breasts were the perfect shape without me telling her what the nurse had said. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's huge. To Okay, cat. It's not about <laughs> you, actually. Um, also had, uh, what have I got here? Was told that if you have inverted nipples that you can't breastfeed, that if your baby is jaundiced, you shouldn't breastfeed, that you should top up after nursing to ensure that baby got enough. Like Top up, top, top up. up, top up, top up. Top up, top up, This top one up. scared the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. Bind your breasts when you have mastitis. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, my God. I, I actually remember that. I remember that piece of information from mm-hmm. my first kid. My boobs hurt when I read that. Yes. The ache, the heat. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Yeah. Yep. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Ah. Well, That's some wild and crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So basically what we just reinforced is that our healthcare system is not currently set up to create a positive, really just a functional breastfeeding relationship. Yeah. It's not currently set up for a breastfeeding relationship. Our community, it's not just the hospital. No, no. Our general sense of society is not set up to be a supportive to a new family. And uh, one of the movies that we used to show in our classes uh, one of the people that are featured in the movie, she says, after the baby is born, right? The, the, the woman says, oh, we tried breastfeeding not too long after delivery or something, and he just latched right away. It was it was like a spiritual experience. She said, <laughs> I wanted to slap her so badly. Um, so yeah. unless... So unless that whole movie, this scene yes. was going to set everybody up in set that class to fail. Yes, <laughs> it was a spiritual experience. And... Um, Unless you are one of those people, one in a million who have a spiritual experience, you're going to need some assistance. Mm-hmm. Nobody's expecting uh, any newly delivered person to just pop that baby on and it's no big deal. Somebody needs to say to you, do it like this. Yeah. Watch out for this. Yeah. And Go. if you have... And you can do it. Pre-existing experiences of... Our friend saying, I had a problem. Everyone says, I had a problem. Yeah. But the thing is, is the general learn of curving, curve, learning curve yeah. is normal. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's yes. not a problem. It's, it's not, not a, a problem, problem for your baby not to be relaxed and serene at the breast. They're learning too. Yeah. This thing is much bigger than their fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Than their, even their entire hand. Than mm-hmm. their entire hand. And if someone slipped a bottle in your baby's mouth or insisted that you do the same, now... They might be used to that sensation to get they, mm-hmm. to get milk, and so they're going to try and suck and or chew you the same way, yep. hoping for that same response. So it is okay if things have gone off the rails. It is okay if it's not what you were expecting, and it's okay to reach out and say, "Can we get it back on the rails?" Yeah, you know, and you can, but it's going to be hard work. That's the problem. Once we fuck shit up right in the beginning, it's it's not an insurmountable issue. But it's going to be goddamn hard. And I'm not sure I'm not sure people are ready for hard. They're yeah. already recovering. They're already in a sleep deficit. Baby's crying and whatnot. In this particular way we're doing it, where baby gets topped up with a bottle, that's working and keeping everybody calm. But that's why I always ask, what is your goal? Yes. What is the goal here? Mm-hmm. That I don't even touch anybody or do anything with breastfeeding until I know what the goal is. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not, if 
And I'll say right out, like, look, if this is not like, hey, whatever, we'll do, you know, we'll give it a try. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And that's fine. Like, how committed are you to that? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not going to put in the crazy effort if you're not there for that effort. Mm -hmm. I will. If you, look, you want this, we'll get there. So here's a question. That's, you know, that's, if this, you want this, you'll get there. Often it's. What they come in, the preconceived notion they come in with is whether or not it is normal to exclusively breastfeed. For as much as we see all the ads for it, I think everything else that people are told is it's not normal and that it's more normal to supplement. Mm -hmm. That's more normal for Or give a bottle every now and then. And to give a bottle every now and then. Give a bottle at night. That's what they, so that you can have a break and that your partner can bond. Bond or something. Um, so yeah. what do you recommend your, your clients read beforehand to help? I mean, there's all sorts of stuff we have them read to or educated on to normalize birth. Mm-hmm. What is a great resource to help people normalize the experience of breastfeeding? Is there anything out there that really helps normalize it book form? I mean, my book has always been The Womanly Art of Breastfeeding. Yeah. Well, obviously that's my mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, uh, Newman and Pittman. Mm-hmm. The Jack Newman and Teresa Pittman book, Newman's Got I just find Newman so yeah, yeah, crazy. I know. <laughs> he's he's a little yeah. Like I said, aside something. from his um, yeah, his bedside manner and whatever, he's he's got those two pieces down the yeah. science and the support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's a pediatrician, I don't need to have all that science that he has. No. But um, the support piece is, I almost think, more important. Yeah, and the science, science supports because support. all those, those those people sitting around the tree with you in the village don't know nothing about the what science the of lactation. On the inside. No, they, they just know how to how nipples. to feed a baby. Yeah, and how to make you not hurt while you're doing it. And that's what I wish we had a team of people. I wish that our healthcare system integrated that sort of thing, that support mm-hmm. in all areas, not just breastfeeding, but also birth and whatever. I always <clears> ask my <throat> clients to start going to breastfeeding support before they have their baby too. Yeah. Like I give them the Leslie Lee groups or out in Durham region going to uh, Barefoot Health for their their Wednesday drop-ins and Friday drop-ins. Completely free. You don't have to be a client there. Mm -hmm. Um, Wherever there's a free breastfeeding drop-in or a buddy system or whatever, just go there ahead of time. Because again, you're going to see babies from newborn all the way up to four years old nursing. Yes, you're going to get that visual education. I remember years and years ago, there was a woman who came to our Little HA League meetings she was there when I first started. I was pregnant when I... And so it was... It's not unusual for people to start coming when they're pregnant yes. in preparation. Yeah. But she wasn't even pregnant yet. They were talking about becoming pregnant. And she... It was it was at least a year before she got pregnant. But she, she started coming... support. Yes. And uh, she finally did. And, and I, I was involved in the Lake League for a long, long time. And she had two children, and, you know, she was still there after I left the group and so on. And that was, that to me was, like, awesome. Because she yeah. knew she did not have that education, that visual education, yeah. that Community education of proximity, being close to people who are breastfeeding. And here she was filling herself up, yeah. her eyes, her ears, everything, with people who were nursing babies of all different sizes and toddlers, walking, talking people. And she had that in her mind. So by the time she had her baby, not only did she have a community of people to call on, Mm -hmm. she had a list of names of anybody who she could call on. She had somewhere to go right after, like two weeks after she had her baby, you know, come to a meeting. Um, And familiarity brings comfort. But she had that education already. Yep. 
it's hard to say to my, well, it's not hard, but I feel like it falls on deaf ears when I speak to my prenatal classes about the importance of that sort of education beforehand. Mm-hmm. Not just going to one, one, like, breastfeeding class like they have at the, yeah. they do have a breastfeeding class at the hospital. Uh, I still feel that falls short. Building mm-hmm. that community of support yeah. is not the same as going to a breastfeeding class where they can tell you how the milk ducks store the milk and it leads down to the nipple and so on. Yeah. People who you can you get to know and trust and who you feel you can call on yep. when things are hurting or whatever's yeah. going on. That's what, that's what people need to realize, that you can't do this on your own. You no. Know? You need... This is one of those... Huge examples of it takes a village. Yeah. This is this is it. You and it's better if it's people who you know and trust instead of strangers in the hospital. Yeah. Even just the I mean if that's all you have, that's all you have. Yeah, Yeah. exactly exactly. But use it. You deserve it. You pay into this healthcare system. Mm -hmm. You know, use it. Mm-hmm. And again, we know, I mean, we know the benefits of breastfeeding. We know that it can help lower the taxing strain we have on our healthcare system. Yeah. Breastfeeding can be very beneficial for lowering those costs. Mm-hmm. So you've got to, hospitals have got to figure something out in order to create, not just hiring lactation consultants. Because mm-hmm. again, they're the big guns. Yeah. They are the big you know, again, <clears throat> throwing something too big at a yes. small problem. Yes. And yeah. and really, that education and that support and that, here, let me sit with you for an hour while you do this, and we'll talk about things. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about, you know, the breastfeeding, and we'll talk about, you know, what baby's going to do afterwards and diaper changes and all this stuff. We're going to do that while we watch you feed, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. They can't do that. Yes. Postpartum, postpartum nurses can't do There's that. There's no time for that. But that's what you need. Yes. There's another you need piece. your village. You need your people sitting around you. Who you get, and they get you. Yeah. There's another one that I heard recently. Bad breastfeeding information that came back up recently. That you only feed a baby on one breast per feeding. Because oh. you have to drain it. No. Drain it. You have yeah. to drain like the breast. It's, like it's a boil. Like, exactly. I hate the word drain. <laughs> you have you gotta, to. You got lots the boil so it drains all the gross pasta inside of it yeah. you keep putting Come them back on. to the same breast at that feeding mm-hmm. and you don't no. touch the other breast at all oh yeah. my god that's so no weird. i always say one side is dinner the other side's dessert. dessert yeah sometimes there's lots of dessert yep in the that's evening okay. it was all and, dessert and i mean back sometimes and forth, forth, sometimes it just happens that you only nurse on one yeah yeah because yeah. well. it just happens right? yeah or you stop because somebody came to the door and you put the baby down and you came back and they're fast asleep. So you just said, oh, well. Exactly. And, and two hours later, you put them on the other side. Stop trying to make people feel like, oh, you have to do it this way. And then when you deviate from those hardcore plans, you feel like you're doing something wrong. Sometimes it's one. Sometimes it's both. Sometimes eh. it's three times. Yeah. So, or people will nurse the baby and then put the baby down. And, and ten minutes later, the baby wants to nurse again. Oh, is, that's another feeding? They want to nurse again? No, they weren't done. Yeah. yeah, you put them down too soon. Yeah, they weren't done. So put them back on. That's the it's other okay. thing I find, too, is people are told, you know, given some advice on like day one, day two, and that's the same advice they're using six weeks later. Yeah. No, there are, there's an evolution that happens. Yes. There has to but be then that. How do you how do you know that if you don't have, have anybody yeah. yeah with you to say, yeah, things change as your baby grows, they change things change and, and you change along with them and your breast milk changes and everything just changes. We should have a mommy group at the hospital. 
We're sure we should. They won't do it, but we they should. Won't. Yeah, yeah. No, no, just throw it out there. Just say, you know, we want to attend our other the ideas. community. Yes. Yeah. Mm. PowerPoint yeah. presentation. Yeah. Well, maybe Let's that's what it. we need to do. Yeah. We need to wow them with our... Yeah. PowerPoint presentation skills. Yep. Look, they don't even want it. They don't want to even update the packages that yeah. <laughs> hand out to people. Yeah. No. There's there's already a pool going as to whether I'll actually get paid, paid. this Friday. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Anyone want to get in on that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Never mind what hospital. Two to, two to one odds. Two to one it's odds. not going to happen. Yeah. And another two to one odds, I will default on my mortgage. <laughs> so... Make room in your house for Kim and her yeah. three children <laughs> and her myriad of animals. <laughs> oh, uh, the animals will come with me. My kids can go live with their dad. It's all good. Oh, they got a place. Yeah. It's just you and your, the pets. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll go move into my mom's house. Yeah. So there are there are things that can be done. Yeah. But I think that I in think large part it requires a, a mindset shift. It, re- it, it requires people thinking outside the box to support families. Yeah. And it requires family medical being a priority. community is not FP, going to do FP family that. priority. Yeah. yeah. That's what that's what's needed because FP if, corner FP corner if if families and the needs of brand new families were a priority psh, things would be so much different. Yeah. So and I mean, much it's different. fine. Send them home at 24 hours, but at least while they're there in the in the 24 hours while they're there Make that successful twenty four hours. I don't. I don't think it's possible. No, I don't think it's possible. I don't think twenty four hours is. So, so I say we need to go back to the week a week long stay, where you've got all the, all the support systems built in to your stay at the hospital. So three, when three days, there's no way I would want to week. stay in a hospital for. Well, a week. Well, how about we make it, um, optional? You can stay three days. You can stay a week. Yeah. And right. what does that look like? Like it. It. It so depends on what it looks like. I think I told you guys before that my ex-husband's mom broke her water and they, after a couple days, she was admitted to the hospital, but there was no rush. She was like in a group of other moms with their waters broken or why they were there. And they went for daily walks around the hospital and out on the grounds and fed them properly because they wanted her to be ready for labor in case it started. Um, and but, it was a sense of community. And, and that was back when hospitals were catered as well. Yes. Like not. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, yes. When they actually it, had the food made there. It was just, she needed more priority care because she was on the cusp of labor and we didn't know when it would start. And so for a whole week, she walked around the hospital with my ex-husband in her womb just waiting for labor to start. And she was just treated like mm. someone who is awaiting some, a big miracle. You well, know? you know what? I mean, it's great to talk about utopia and, <laughs> <laughs> and what utopia. we would want. I would love to have enough money to create a facility in the city of Toronto where families could come, just come and live there for as long as you needed to. And we had um, people to help you with breastfeeding. We had massage therapists because I'm also a big believer in postpartum massage too. Yeah. And all of the things that people need afterwards, if you, if you are lacking that at home, come here and we'll, and it's all there. It's all yeah. there for you. And, and when you feel ready, then you go home little by little, you yeah. make your way home and you start this journey on your own. So it's like a fortune, village, but we'll do it in my utopia. It's free. Oh, yes. somehow. or there's awesome. a billion, a billionaire funder or something, Ooh, something yeah. like that. A, a specialized but I mean, program. Yeah. But what can people do in this broken, messed up system that we have? That's higher, the that's the question. Yeah. Well, we can find out if we can get a grant to create that for one year. Watch the benefits of it add up, and then you submit it to the 
government and say, motherfuckers, look at this. Like, numbers is what changes minds, unfortunately. But then you have to get somebody out of the gate who values that to fund the program so you can collect the numbers, right? You have to get someone to fund the study. And then, and that's, that would be a huge study, having an integrative health center for the first, say, the first week postpartum, you know? And they're not delivering there. Cause that, no. This no. Is, this no, no, year, no. This is for after. That's way too. I think it's, this this is it's for after. in Japan where they have that. They, it's, again, it's for, it's privately done, but you go for like, I think it's five to seven days or something afterwards where you're, you have your laying in period for the five yeah. to seven days with proper nutrition, pop, proper baby care. You're slowly taught how to take care of your baby. Mm-hmm. And in the Netherlands, they have it where they come to your house every day. Yeah, I heard that they have that in France, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think people need to educate themselves, decide what their priorities are. I mean, if you're going to be paying out of pocket for some of these services, then you do, a lot of people do need to budget and make priorities, yeah. financial priorities about what they're going to be paying for and not paying for. Uh, and stop looking put those at, things in place. When you're budgeting for having a baby, stop looking at stuff. Stop oh. looking at buying stuff. Look yeah. at meal caring. delivery services. Meal, yes. Caring. Even just covering. doulas. Yeah. Massage therapy. Even just HelloFresh where the stuff. decisions pelvic already made. Therapist. Yes, pelvic floor therapists. The sort of things that are going to really ground you in your recovery and yeah. take you long term. Because stuff, really and truly, there's so few That's things you saying. need. Like, that when you get stuff you know, given to you, yeah. your friends are like pawning all their baby stuff onto you. It looks amazing. You know why? Because they barely use Used it. it. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. babies don't need, need that shit. No. They babies don't. need mama's chest, partner's chest. Some diapers. A, wrap, a diaper and yeah. a full belly. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. And the birthing parent needs good food, good rest, and good support. Yeah. The end. And good poops. Good, good poops. poops. Oh, yeah. And meds. <laughs> the first postpartum meds. poops. Yeah. I love cheering for my clients when they message me and tell me they've had their first postpartum poop and they're okay. Has mm-hmm. any client ever messaged you and said, mm-hmm. I had my first poop? Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, got, had a, <laughs> I had a client. You guys remember this because I, I, ta- I remember uh, speaking to you about this issue. I had a client... She didn't message me to tell me that she had her first poop. She messaged me to tell me that she could not have her first poop. And what should she do? Okay, that I get. She was literally on the toilet oh. at the moment saying, okay. it's okay. not happening. What's hap- what to do? What should I do? That one I get. She actually has clients message her to tell her. Yay, that they have had poop. Yes. Yes. Because it's a, it's a big deal. And you that's probably who, that, that's who she, the doula that she is. She's had the doula. She's, yeah. she's the poop doula. She mm-hmm. has I'm had. Doula. Yeah. Yeah. She's had the poop discussion prenatally. Mm-hmm. Yes. I gloss over and go, you really need to poop. Make sure that's priority. And then we move on to something else. <laughs> no, I'm, I talk about it all. Eat, sleep, and poop. That's Eat, my, sleep, and poop. Yeah. You and the baby. ESP. <laughs> this is what you got to look. You got to have ESP after you have the baby. And it's eat, sleep, and poop. Yeah. It's my, in my, um. Um, uh, my newsletter. Well, I talk about it in class, but it's also in my newsletter. That's hilarious. One of the, the last, one of the last ones. Cool. Oh wow! All right. Well, we're getting to the end. We're at the end. We're Ooh. at the end. So, so yeah. I think this was a good episode, don't you? Yep. I, I think, think we. So. It was almost felt like a brainstorming session on solutions as well as like the stressors, like the pain points of all of this. It's yeah. also felt a little bit like. Mm-hmm feedback and brainstorming mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. things that could make a difference and even if it's not the three of us who go out there and make that change maybe somebody else does have access to someone who can fund a program 
or yeah. privately fund them so they can present it to a hospital and go in and be that there you person. Go. Steph Antunes is running around sticking labor doulas into the labor and delivery units. Mm-hmm. Start sticking postpartum doulas into postpartum units. It yeah. seems like Stephanie's are good for doing that Stephanie's sort of stuff. So yeah. do yeah. it. We yeah. like Stephanie's. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty decent. Do it. Yeah, and I'll and I'll and I'll I'll do a couple shifts. I'll, I'll do, do a couple it. shifts. Yeah, somebody oh good. somebody there pays me. I'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would do it. Paying yeah. is important. Yes. Yeah, it has to be paid as labor. As long as somebody yeah. pays me. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's right. our day today. Cool. That's it. Yeah. All right. Where are you going from here? Uh, What's doing? Well, Ooh, I'm doing. You. I'm going to the doctor's later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to go take some prescriptions in for my uncle, and he wants fish and chips. So I got to drive all the way that way to get fish and chips. Bring them all the way back down here to give them to him. Go to his pharmacist that's over there because they deliver, drop off the medication, wait for it, and then come back. And then hopefully do all of that in the small amount of time I have before I have to go to the doctors myself. Uh, I see. So is anybody even remotely mm-hmm. confused as to why I have high blood pressure? <laughs> Not really. Pretty Not clear. Really, yeah. It's pretty clear. Right, yep. right yeah. up there. Are you yeah. going to St. Andrews Fish and Chips? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I don't know where else you'd go. Mm. Oh. There you go. I need to. I'm not going to eat it myself, lunch. but oh god, we're talking about health priorities. It doesn't. Um, it's because of fish, but for me, it's like questionable oil. Yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of oil, I got to get an oil change after this, yes. and then I am going to go see uh, a breastfeeding client. There you go. Very nice. Yeah, way up in wherever because I neglect <laughs> to tell my class that I'm not going past um, Steels. So where am I going? Pastilles. Pastilles. Yeah. I mean, who who would Richmond think Hill that? Hitler. Yeah. There's somewhere Dufferin and a Major Mac. Oh, oh shit. Enjoy. Yeah. But I couldn't say no because these are one of the people who responded to my my, right. my newsletter thing. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we just, you know. So I got to go. You so gotta, I'm going. You got to do it. Also, I need the money. So who am I fooling? Mm-hmm. Money I'm helps. broke mm-hmm. as... Uh, Fuck. You just got back from a no work period while you were away. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I cannot say no to anybody. Mm-hmm. I too am going to see a breastfeeding client and do some support and drop off placenta pills. Good times, good times. I have that tomorrow. Day. I'm seeing a client, my postpartum <clears throat> client tomorrow. Mm. And I'm teaching this weekend for the first time in, fuck, <laughs> like mid-January. I'm so I excited for I forgot for you. everything. I don't know. I'm so you excited. walk in there like, I don't know what we're doing today. I, yeah. Have a baby. Talk amongst yourselves. That's right. That's why I have a book with yeah. it all laid out. Yes. Even, even the words I actually say. Yeah. <laughs> I have a script. Script. And isn't it <laughs> yeah, funny? It Do you still need to open it up every single Absolutely. Day? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been, it's only been 12 years for me, but I still actually write down. The oh, curriculum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, everything. I don't have it. I keep meaning to type it all out yep. so that I can have it already there. But I write it all down yep. at the start before everybody comes in. Just I've seen you. I, you you've seen it. Papers. I leave it around. You leave yeah. the papers in the thing. Yeah. And I do every single class. Yeah. i got to write it out. It's a, it's a ritual, and I have to do it. I need a script, but I just need to know yep, what topics. I'm talking about next. Yeah. Cool. All, right. All right. Well, thank you very much. Have an awesome week. Send us your week. information. Uh, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, all the things. You know where Twitter, we are. Email. You can find us. You know us. Just tell don't us tell Peaches and Herb where we are. No. Oh, oh no, by I the way, here's the number that we talked about. 188. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I decided. That I was decided my I was starting number. Put it out there. 188. That was my starting number, too. 188. There you go. So now you know. I'm literally almost 20 pounds more than that. Mm. We're different heights, too. Mm-hmm. The three of us. That's I'm 177.1 I'm, sh- I'm the shortest, which makes it 
Way worse. <laughs> so what's your healthy zone? For me, I know exactly. I am too skinny as I was at my wedding at like 125. Like that's just way too little for me. Yeah, because you're, how tall are you? I'm 5'7 five, 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 now. I was 5'8 then. Um, that's positively skeletal. It was. I, skeletal. I was stressed. Mm, um, planning a wedding was not my joyous time. But uh, I left most of it to my mom and my husband. But um, 140? When I'm working out regularly and stuff is really fucking ideal. I love it. Like I have some meat on my bones. I'm feeling strong and stuff. It's not the weight so much as it's also the working out. Like I feel really good at 140. That's my place. Oh my god, that's not even close to where when, I want to be. That's way I, I would love to be 140. I'm I'm, I'm skeptical uh, as to whether or not that would be realistic for me to get there. I'm uh-huh. sick at 140. I'm weak oh, at 140. Oh, no. I, was, I, I mean I haven't. I can't say that because I haven't been there for so long, so I don't know. The last time that I was even close to that, I was in my early 20s. Um, so that is a healthy weight for me. 140 is a health. 130, 140 is a healthy weight for me. I'm five, four and a half. Mm-hmm. But that's not my goal right now. If I can't, as I get to my goal of, which is 150, if I get there and I see that I'm still, I'm able to get to one, then great. But right now, 150 feels like a really, really big. That's my long-term goal. My short-term goal is to get to uh, the top of the 180s by, you know, mid-March or something. By eating well, moving your body, and sleeping well. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Cool. All right. Thank you. You heard it here. You heard it here. Don't tell anybody, Okay. Just keep it to yourself what my weight is, for God's sake. Are you going to make me edit it. this out later? Probably. We're just no. complaining and kvetching now. Yeah. I love my fucking body. I want to move it because I love this shit, not because I don't like it, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I appreciate my... This shit did a lot of stuff. ...things too, yeah. My body has... Health. My body and my life has been through so much fucking bullshit in the last six years. It deserves the very best it shit. It deserves yeah. so much more than yeah. what I'm doing to it. Do you know so. how many clothes I want to buy after I'm 150? Oh, my God. I'm going to Niagara, all the Niagara outlets and buying everything. There you go. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye. See you next week. You're the best. Bye. Bye. Bye.